Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all about foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome to episode 15 of Geek So To Speak podcast. I am Shoff, one of your co-hosts today, and let me tell you, we have a great, great show for you. Of course, I would be remiss if I did not introduce my amazing, my outstanding, my fantastic, and wonderful co-host, Wonder Rob. Hey, gang! I'm back! Oh, <laughs> he, he, Star Wars reference! Yeah! <laughs> Rob, I think you feel like I'm going to fire you every week. You're always like, I'm no, no, back! No. <laughs> he, he kept me around another week. <laughs> yeah, he's, don't fire he's so me. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're, you're, you're part of the team, okay? Okay? Well, okay. I accept it. Yes, good. Until okay, next good. week. <laughs> when you're back. <laughs> Turns out yeah. Rob isn't going to be joining us anymore. <laughs> so for those that have never listened to an episode of Geeks, so to speak, uh, we have uh, the type of show that geeks would be proud of. It's, it's, a, it's a place where nerds are welcome, uh, where you can come and listen to some awesome geek news, uh, get, get, uh, get set up on all the latest uh, stuff happening in the world of superheroes and Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, you name it. If it's, on, if it's a video game or a TV show or, or a movie, we're going to be talking about it. Um, of course, the biggest thing happening right now is The Last Jedi, which I had the awesome pleasure of seeing it with our Geek of the Week, Robert, who's here with me right now. Say hi, Robert. Hey, everybody. So, Robert, uh, you may recall, once you start hearing his voice a little bit more, that silky smooth sound oh, was it's featured. Like oh, it's like, it's like velvet. velvet. Everybody <laughs> knows it's like velvet. Um, so, uh, that he was featured in the first episode of Geek, so to speak, that ever occurred, which was uh, related to Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. So, very exciting to have him back uh, uh, 14 episodes later. Yep. Uh, very exciting that we've... Now I got fired. And yeah, he, he got fired. He finally decided to give yeah. me another shot. He groveled. So, there was yeah. a lot of begging, kissing of my feet. Yeah. Um, he offered favors to Wonder Rob. It was a whole big thing. <laughs> and they were I great. We were, I thought we weren't going to bring that up. Oh, we weren't. That's right. Uh, well, I'll bring I'll, it up. It's like he brought it up. Edit that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Robert uh, and I went and saw this movie on Thursday night. Uh, Wonder Rob, I think you saw it on uh, was it Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right. So, uh, so Robert and I braved some serious crowds to check out the movie. Uh, we were the dummies that didn't get reserved seating, so we ended up sitting 
on the far left side in the fourth row, which was pretty darn close. It was close to the yeah. uh, to the screen at the Seneca Pre in Tempe Marketplace. So uh, we, I would say, I want to see it again personally because I felt like that experience was not enough to really truly. Yeah, appreciate. I agree. I felt like uh, so in in the very beginning before the movie ever started, you were like, you know, these move these seats really aren't that bad, and then <laughs> and then it started. And lo and behold, like the because because we were looking at the previews, which was like a very small screen. Yeah, we're like, oh, if that's it, it's gonna be fine, right? Yeah, it was. And it expanded out. It was something. Like, I was really oh, glad shit. I had a massage scheduled for Friday, the mm. day after, because uh, my neck was killing me. So, mm. so yeah, first world problems. So yeah, so Robert's here. We got Wonder Rob with us, of course, joining us uh, through Skype. So if you pick up on any distortions that happen throughout the episode, please bear with us. Uh, we're, we're working through some new technology. You might also hear uh, we have uh, three dogs with us. These are my uh, my dogs, um, Darby, Baxter, and Huey. And sometimes they like to make guest appearances on episodes. So if you hear any any uh, chomping in the background or barking or drinking water for like 15 minutes straight. It's not me doing it. Uh, it's most likely one of my dogs. Uh, so <laughs> with that in mind, um, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about kind of the nature of our show format. So we do episodes bi-weekly. Uh, we talk about geek culture news. We, uh, we focus our attention on one or two topics. This time's going to be, of course, Star Wars The Last Jedi. And uh, we also are going to deal a little bit into the aspect of spoilers. And um, I, I have to say, um, I had an experience with some spoilers that somebody posted on Twitter. Drove me fucking crazy. I wanted to, I wanted to rip his face off. Wonder Rob, you experienced something too, didn't you? I uh, experienced some spoilers as well. I, I went, you know, the the length of the weekend you know friday saturday had to see it on sunday got all the way to right before i was gonna go see the movie and boom facebook spoilers it's <sighs> irritating so we're gonna get into that um and then as well as we usually close out our episodes at least we've done so for the past four we're gonna try and keep this as much of a tradition as possible we have our mini mystery unboxing, and we happen to have some Star Wars The Last Jedi boxes, as well as a classic Star Wars uh, mystery box, which uh, Robert has. So uh, we'll get into that in a little bit uh, to kind of close things out, but we want to kick things off with some geek news. Wonder Rob, tell me, tell me about something really truly epic that finally transpired we talked a little bit about it last uh, last episode but it wasn't official yet what is official now well fellas let me tell you what happened this little tiny independent entertainment company let's call them disney because that's what they're called purchased fox entertainment well the majority of fox entertainment anyway for a cool 52 billion with a b dollars that's a lot of churros. <laughs> a lot of churros. That's, That's a double right. fisting of churros for sure. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That'll get you into the parks three times in one year. <laughs> Topical Disney ticket price humor. Okay, anyways. But, yeah, so, of course, the, the purchase didn't include, you know, the Fox Sports and the Fox News Networks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it essentially took all of – Fox's assets, you know, their movie division, their television division, aside from what I'd mentioned before, and they all got scooped in under the Disney umbrella, which means Hank Hill, 
confirmed for Infinity War. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. I can't wait to see that one. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Uh, now, I, I did also read that Disney commented on the fact that, you know, everyone's really concerned that if Disney now owns Deadpool, that they're going to make it like a PG-rated uh, situation, that they're going to take away mm. what makes it what makes that that particular movie and that character interesting and 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 raw and from what it i've understood from these uh recent articles they are planning to keep it an r rating yeah the um the president of disney uh he had come out you know they he got asked that pretty much right away because everybody's main focus majority of everybody's main focus is oh it's cool you bought fox but what about deadpool x-men fantastic four are they going to be in the mcu and are you going to water down deadpool and Mr. President over at Disney said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he essentially he recognizes the fact that Deadpool is successful and the content that has been delivered is what made it successful and not watering it down. And so they don't have any plans on changing the format or the R rating for Deadpool and his future movies. And in fact, they said that they'd even be open to an R rated division of Marvel Entertainment. Ooh. Mm. That'd you know, things like Blade, Ghost Rider, and so on. Of course, those aren't confirmed titles, but he did say that he would be open, excuse me, they would be open to an R-rated division, which would be great. And my favorite part out of all of this is saying that De- he said Deadpool and X-Men and Fantastic Four will all have a place within the MCU. Yes. It's going to be great. Okay. That is so true. That When I read that, I was so excited. Uh, not Not as much about the Fantastic Four, although I have to say... If we could finally get that done correctly, that would be the, probably one of the most amazing things to get that the that, that family in some yeah. semblance of, of good. I'm I'm not super like thrilled. I mean, I like the Fantastic Four, not the the latest iteration, but I read Fantastic Four comics when I was younger, and I liked them. But what I'd be more interested in is, especially with their Phase Four news, uh, like James Gunn and Marvel and Kevin Feige saying Phase Four is definitely going to be a little more on the cosmic side of things. They just pull in that Galactus, that oh, Silver yeah. Surfer, because they can do that now. Definitely. And even Doctor Doctor Doom as like the overall arcing bad guy, like he takes the place of Thanos after this story is done. Uh, I'm so hard right now. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> you can be so only good. be so hard. <laughs> Come on, man, it's a Puma show. <laughs> no, but uh, it's <laughs> so essentially, um, it's a good time to be alive, folks. That's what it is. Agreed. Mm. Uh, Robert, are you pretty excited about this? I am excited about this. But uh, so the only thing I'm kind of concerned on is how is that going to affect some of the quality of like Deadpool and some of the some of these individual movies? Because, well, I mean, now they're going to be coming in with their own you know particular brand. Like, oh, you have to be kind of, uh, uh, you know, conforming to these particular standards. I'm, I'm just wondering how that would affect it. Well, I mean, uh, for X-Men, I think it could only get better. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Now we don't have a Disney crisis with these individual characters. Yeah, Where yeah. the hell are they? I <laughs> mean, to know that the X-Men are back in and everything like that, I, I, I mean, I'm so excited because maybe that would will help encourage Gambit to actually get made. What do you think? See, I don't know. I so parts Parts of me think that they're gonna disney's gonna look at what's coming out like new mutants and you know gambit and multiple man <laughs> oh god i really hope this applies to multiple man <laughs> now they just get their scissors out of their drawer and go no and just cut that right out uh <laughs> but well, do you, you never think know they would, do you think they would really close uh like 
cancel New Mutants when they already have like the movie made pretty much like they have well, the trailer out and everything. New Mutants, maybe not New Mutants. I'll give you that one just because that's so far along. Like they've said like their are plans that they have in place like Deadpool 2, X-Force, New Mutants like essentially aren't going to change like that's going to be going forward. Now whether or not they like redo rewrites or edits to somehow put them in within the continuity of the MCU, I don't know. It doesn't like the continuity within those movies, which just wouldn't make sense. Just saying. Also, we're in the same universe. <laughs> like, it's, I think it, it just wouldn't work. Bit, I think it would make a little bit more sense with uh, with what DC is doing now with uh, like Arrow and Supergirl and everything kind of being outside of that whole uh, that whole DC universe. And it's kind of just these are more. Uh, digestible shows or just kind of shows to be taken on their own maybe that maybe this is their kind of first go at that sort of thing yeah it's possible. perhaps mm-hmm. but like we've said on the show previously there's rumors that with the ant-man and the wasps that they're going to start diving into the multiverse and all that mm-hmm. stuff and they they definitely could with avengers infinity war or uh, infinity war part two you know with all these infinity stones like multiverse would make sense if they just decided to say, yeah, it's a different universe, uh, but we're smashed together now. So uh, the, here's Wolverine that looks like uh, Bane from Batman. So <laughs> you'll be good. I am <laughs> Gotham's reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so upset because we all know Hugh Jackman has gone on record saying, I, hey, I'm quitting Wolverine, but the only way I would come back and do it is if you can get me in the Avengers. And then it happens. He's like, that, I was just kidding, you guys. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, he uh, says, he says that ship has sailed. Oh, gosh. Like, if this would have just happened, like, one year earlier, it would have been perfect. Oh, well. Uh, can't win them all. Still pretty good. Uh, now, Robert, good. of the X-Men or Fantastic Four or Deadpool characters, which uh, actually, you know, let's just let's just isolate it to X Men. Which X Men are you most excited that Marvel now has its hands back on to potentially do do right? Or maybe well, it was a character already... that you never saw. Well, I mean, one character that I mean I always did love from the X Men was Professor X, Professor Xavier. So I, uh, I mean, I thought he was already kind of done right with uh, Patrick Stewart, but totally. Like I, I don't know if you could ever you know redo that, but he like I would love to see what their iteration of him would look like. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Wonder Rob, who would you uh, bring into the fold from the X-Men? That you ha- well, aside from the obvious, because we all want to see Deadpool walking around Heck yelling yeah. at the yeah. at Groot and Wolverine. But if I'm putting those people aside, we've already seen an iteration of this character, but it's one of my favorite characters and I would love to see a new one. I want Nightcrawler. Boom. Put yes. Nightcrawler in there. Boom. Nightcrawler is an excellent choice. Excellent choice. Um, I, I already kind of spoiled my 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 own answer here because I really want to see Gambit. A dazzler. Oh, that's <laughs> dazzler. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say dazzler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I was gonna, I was going to choose morph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, Gambit. If Gambit happens, and whether it happens with Channing Tatum or not, I really don't care. But I just want it to happen, and not like Taylor Kitsch. Okay, I don't want Taylor Kitsch as Gambit anymore. That was atrocious. He didn't even have the Cajun accent. If you don't bring Gambit with a Cajun accent, what's the point? What is the point? I mean, you need to have him out there, hey, Wolverine, this is a Gambit, mon chéri. Well, you know, got to do all that stuff. Like, if you don't do that, it, do- it doesn't work. He's got to buy playing cards. He's got <laughs> to go to the gift shop and buy some playing cards, you know? 
that accent, it's I closed my eyes and it was like Gambit was here in front of me. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I feel a lot better about it because it didn't feel so good in my head. <laughs> you should add that to your reel. <laughs> your voice acting reel. Yeah, I yeah. should. I should work on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Switching gears from Disney buying Fox. Thank you, Disney, for doing so, becoming an even bigger media conglomerate. We only hope that you do recognize your size and maybe, you know, not take over the world. But um, we do like the fact that you took over the Marvel world again. So we appreciate that. Uh, Moving on to the DC Comics universe. Um, Now, we're not talking about the cinematic universe, the uh, expanded universe, because who gives a flying fuck about that universe right now? Um, Instead, we're going to talk about the Lego DC superheroes universe because just today literally like four or five hours ago by the way we're recording this on what day is it tuesday the 19th uh there was a new trailer an exclusive trailer for the flash uh dc comics uh superhero lego movie very very exciting uh here's the brief synopsis reverse flash which is the iconic arch nemesis of the flash manipulates the speed force and puts the flash into a time loop that forces him to relive the same day over and over again very grand groundhog day we which mm. groundhog day was an excellent movie so it's kind of a, a proven formula to work uh it's coming out on blu-ray and dvd on march 13th 2018 so we do have to wait a little bit but not too long um if you want to check it out on, on digital it'll be available on february 13th but the trailer itself we'll go ahead and provide a link for it within the, the episode description. So be sure to click on that, check it out, let us know what you think. Um, I, personally, The Flash is my favorite. Uh, at work tomorrow, we're having a, uh, a an ugly Christmas sweater party, and I have a Flash ugly Christmas sweater. So I am already excited for the So Flash. it's not an ugly sweater bro, sweater then? No, it's actually yeah, a, so it's a good, pretty, good looking sweater, pretty, like, so you should really you shouldn't be wearing it then. It's true. It doesn't fit with the theme. I guess I'll just look mm. the best. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Sacrifices must be made. Exactly. I guess it's all just look the best. I guess I'll just. So, I've but... heard Jimmy say that every day. <laughs> I guess I'll just look the best then. Excellent. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, so please check out that trailer. Um, I was after I saw it while I was sitting on the toilet. I nice. was yeah. I mean, that's where I watch all my trailers. <laughs> you know. Hey, fair enough. In the back lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of trailers, <laughs> there's another trailer that just recently came out. It did not come out today. It actually came out um, uh, last week. But I'm talking about the new Ready Player One trailer, which is actually even longer oh. and more full of Easter eggs than the teaser trailer that came out probably about uh, four months ago or so um i had the privilege of reading ready player one uh, not too long ago and it's probably one of my favorite books a lot of people think it's a simple book or an easy read or it's not it's not complex enough i disagree i think it's it's perfect for what it needs to be it's a great story very very fun um if you're like me you probably enjoy a movie that has little easter eggs hidden throughout it stuff that you find later by going back into it and and when you're looking at a trailer who doesn't do that i mean how many times did we watch the avengers infinity war trailer right i mean true yeah yeah Yeah. this is all true words 
So, I mean, the fact that this particular trailer is designed to be rewatched a million times to find as many Easter eggs as possible, that's so much fun. And thanks to IGN, they actually put together a YouTube video that uh, highlights all of the pop culture Easter eggs that you're going to find in this movie. Because in the book, it's even more so. The book is basically like a love letter to the 1980s and 90s video games, TV shows, and movies. So uh, it is very very fun uh very easy quick read the kind that you wish wasn't over by the time you you um turn the last page so uh certainly check out the trailer we'll have that link check out the pop culture easter egg trailer so you can actually uh see all the different things that were there joker harley quinn make an appearance battle toads make an appearance in the trailer what i didn't see battle toads heck yeah heck yeah battle toads um, of course, the DeLorean is heavily featured as the main mm. character's vehicle of choice. Um, tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. So make sure to check that out and let us know what you think about that, too. That movie comes out in March, uh, as well as the Flash um, uh, Blu-ray. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, Robert, tell me a little bit about um, Stargate. Something's happening with Stargate. I mean, yes. I thought Stargate was pretty much dead. It seemed that way. It really did. So, I mean, so Stargate has always been like one of my favorite TV shows growing up. And uh, yeah, they had the original 1994 movie that turned into a TV show uh, with Richard Dean Anderson uh, or MacGyver, as I will always know. <laughs> him, yes. Yes, and uh, that went on uh, for 10 seasons, and then Stargate Atlantis came in, and that was going in for four seasons, I want to say, and then they were talking about doing a movie after that, but never happened. It was uh, it was very depressing, and then everything kind of just shut down on Stargate, uh, and that's a franchise that I will always love. And just, re- well, actually a little while ago, they, they uh, announced um, that they were actually going to be kind of, uh, there, there was going to be a new movie, basically a, uh, a re- um, um, basically going to be remaking uh, the original 1994 movie. That one has also since stalled out, but fortunately there's actually something coming out now, which is actually, I think, kind of a little bit of a tester Ooh, to see if okay. people... Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of a tester to see if people are actually still interested in the franchise. And I'm excited for it, so I'm definitely going to try and support this. So uh, the... Uh, the TV show, which is going to be a digital-only release, so it's only going to be uh, released online, Okay. Um, is uh, a 10-episode season uh, for the first season, and it's basically each, – each episode is actually going to be very short, only 10 minutes. Oh, so okay. I, I don't know really how to feel about that, but you know, I'll, I'll check it out. It seems like the, the quality of the production actually looks pretty good. Um, but the uh, yeah, the movie the the TV show itself is actually going to be centered around uh, it's going to be a prequel to the 1994 Stargate movie. Um, so it takes place after they just found the Stargate in in Egypt, and just um, going to be following um, the uh, the uh, what was her what was her name? I'm uh, I'm blanking already. Uh, uh, Catherine Langford. She's uh, uh, she's one of the people that uh, in the 1994 movie. Uh, recruits uh, Daniel Jackson, Doctor oh. Daniel Jackson. So uh, she's she's that older lady. Oh, that's and right. This, yeah. yeah, this follows her whole uh, her whole story arc that apparently is her trying to hide the uh, hide the Stargate itself, and I think might also touch uh, touch on them opening up the Stargate 
before the 1994 movie events. Because uh, I don't know if anybody has watched that particular TV show. There was an episode where they found out that they had opened up, that they had actually figured out and cracked the code for Stargate and was able to actually successfully set up, uh, create a, uh, a connection to another uh, to another planet. And they sent one person through, that person never reported back, they all freaked out, they put it all in storage. So it's probably, and then the 1994 events actually uh, occurred. Interesting, okay. So what I suspect is that this TV show will talk about that entire thing of what's happening there. And hopefully it'll uh, start to reignite people's passion about that. Now, was franchise. was the original Stargate SG-1, was that your favorite of the series? That was, yes. Yeah? Definitely. Rob, did you, uh, Wonder Rob, did you watch any of Stargate uh, TV shows or movie? You know, I've seen the movie. Uh, it's It's been a little bit. And I caught the TV show here and there. I just, you know, I just don't really recall it that much. I remember enjoying it, but, like, the continuity in the story is, like, escaping me, aside from the basic premise. So I think yeah. this is actually pretty intriguing to me. I am actually kind of like the sound of this. Well, and I think also it's probably a great way to bring new people to the franchise that so you don't have to have – already seen this or this or this or this 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 takes prior so somebody could really start with this and get interested and then if they want to know more and like what happens next well thankfully there's like a million different series out there they can enjoy personally my favorite was stargate universe i love that show uh, i was very disappointed when it when they ended it when they canceled the show it was really yeah, not, not, the, not the appropriate time to get to get rid of that show no. um there was still so much to tell so <laughs> that yeah. was definitely one of my favorites though i like that um that awesome cool. well thanks for bringing that news to us robert yeah. uh the last thing we yeah. want to talk talk no about before we move on to uh uh, people who spoil and how much we hate them uh but uh, we're going to talk about venom so of course tom hardy is playing venom in a standalone spinoff movie for um uh obviously venom is a character from the spider-man uh comic books uh, but of course because uh this is a movie being done by uh, sony right yeah 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 uh they're of course not in conjunction with uh, the MCU Spider-Man, so there will be no Spider-Man within uh, this particular uh, movie, which is really interesting. So we're not really sure how that's going to work out, but uh, Tom Hardy did let us know that this particular movie is going to be based on the comic book storyline uh, called Lethal Protector. Rob, I, yes. I know you you definitely have been. Um, I, I think you're of like of the three of us. I think you probably have the most knowledge of various comic books and different series that have come and gone. Did you ever get a chance to read this particular series? You know, I'm familiar with the story. I've i I don't think I've actually read this one though. It's I've read plenty of. Uh, I like Agent Venom personally, uh, but for this one, I believe it's. He he and Spider-Man come to a truce and say, all right, I'm not going to get in your hair. You're not going to get in my hair as long as you be good, Venom. And Venom's like, we will be good. And <laughs> we will move to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that really – like in, in my head, like that's not the first place I think Venom would move to. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, I mean it, different strokes else? for different folks. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like, we're moving to San Francisco. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Like, <laughs> uh, you don't know it, anything about you Venom. You took it in a way different direction than I was going. <laughs> I was thinking more like Venom running down the street in the trolley going, we're being good. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt us, Spider-Man. Which, um, maybe it does make sense because San Francisco, for the most part, is a pretty dirty town and full of um, full of homeless people shitting in the streets. So maybe that works. Maybe that works. Yeah, I mean, I mean Venom. This movie is more along the lines in my mind of like, I guess I'm gonna have to see this because I'm on a podcast that talks about it. <laughs> Don't sound upset, like, man. <laughs> like that's sort of like where I'm coming from on this movie. Um, like you said, uh, Jimmy, that Sony has said this this takes place within the MCU, but it also doesn't pl- take place within the MCU. It takes place within the Spider-Man universe, which is not the MCU, but Spider-Man is in the MCU. So it's it's a little complicated. It's sort of like a weird offshoot. Um, I've spoken several times, I'm sure, about my theory about how maybe Spider-Man gets the black suit in Infinity War Part 1 or Part 2, and then that goes off him. And then goes onto Venom, maybe connecting the movies a little bit. But that would be a perfect world. And really, if Disney could just buy Sony and end all this, that would be great. <laughs> Brilliant. So you want the you want the conglomerate? The huge oh conglomerate yeah, of everything. yeah. I want them to have more money, build more theme parks, do it. <laughs> just for Spider-Man's sake, is really yeah. Really, I want really my Spider-Man work. theme park. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so exactly right. That's that's the the lethal protector storyline. I guess uh, one of uh, Venom's victims, the father, uh, has decides to take out a hit on Venom to try and, and kill Eddie Brock. Um, the Venom is also hunted down by this Life Foundation, and they want to study him and try to create their own version of the symbiote. Um, now in the comics, they create a bunch of different symbiotes, but um, one of the speculations is that this group could theoretically create Carnage. In, through their testing, mm. which would be kind of cool because I think if you're going to have Venom as sort of an anti-hero, then you need a villain that's going to be on par with Venom. And if Venom is normally the villain in the in, in, in the sense of things, you need to go even further down that road. So Carnage, I think, is a perfect choice. And I would yeah. really like to see Carnage on, on screen. I agree to an extent of what you just said. I, I would also like to see Carnage on screen. I think that would be kick-ass. What I don't want is what I'm, as much as I love these Marvel movies and just superhero movies in general, is when a bad guy is just an evil version of the good guy. And I'm like, yeah. maybe we save that for part two, you guys. But <laughs> they won't. It's Sony. <laughs> They're not going to do it. <laughs> They're going to put him right in the movie. Agreed. 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 That's probably what'll happen. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, all right. So we're going to get into the uh, Star Wars Last Jedi sort of synopsis and really just kind of pick it apart. But we we need to talk about something first. So uh, this happens with lots of movies, lots of TV shows. We live in a world of social media, uh, lots of various platforms to get your news and information. And if you're not careful you might stumble upon an article that has a headline or maybe it's got a picture or maybe it's somebody's comment at the bottom of the article because the article was non-spoilery, but then somebody leaves a comment. Whatever it is, there are too many people out there who love to spoil shit for everyone else. And 
I personally experienced that with la- with the Last Jedi. So of course, um, uh, within the social media for geeks, so to speak, I do handle the uh, the Twitter, which is geeks, so to speak, PC. By the way, um, uh, so you can find us and follow us, retweet us, like us, share us, do all of that stuff. But um, I was on there. I was posting um, a poll because I wanted to see what everybody thought was going to be the case for. Uh, um, sorry, let me pull this up. Who you thought raised? Who, yeah, whose raised parents were going to be? I thought that was kind of being an interesting question. I kind of wanted to know the details, and uh, I had ten votes in there. Uh, I put Han and Leia as a possibility, Obi Wan Kenobi as a possibility, Palpatine as a possibility, and I put Wild Card. I was like, please comment below. Tell me what you think uh, will be the case for this. Um, for this movie and I was like please no spoilers in the comments only guesses regarding the votes thank you nobody uh, we get 70% of people thought it was a wild card somebody else only 10% for the other categories but no one else left a comment except for one dude and this dude and I'm going to call him out by name because that's how, how little I care about him. I was actually going to ask if you were going to do that because it seemed like you he like really got into your head. So like, are you going to call him out? And yeah, yeah, I'm going to call him out. Like... I'm going to call him out. <laughs> oh yeah. Put a, put a name to the face that everybody should be hating. Yeah, I blocked him, so it took me a little bit to find his his information. But no, his name is L A I N F A N account so lane fan account do not follow this guy do not um uh, like this guy's stuff you should un you should block him you should report him this Uh-oh. is a guy who does not deserve to live because uh <laughs> no no i don't want to no i shouldn't he, say that talk- i shouldn't say that uh, he, should live. he should live army. no he should live but he should maybe have a rough time <laughs> okay. Like maybe he should have like, a tough time paying his bills. I, you know, I, let's, let's oh man. With that. Oh, but, oh, or something like that. But, like um, just like little things where his life goes wrong. Like every time he gets a straw, it's got a hole in it. Yeah. Or just yeah, exactly. something like that. <laughs> like he, like he, he brings home popcorn from the movies, but he like puts it on top of his car while he puts the trash can out by the side of the curb because it's going to be trash day tomorrow. And then uh, the wind blows the bag onto the ground and it just spills popcorn everywhere. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking from experience or anything, but, you know. (laughs) Obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) It was was oddly specific, but definitely, you know, completely original. Um, So... Uh, in order for me to, t- to share what he what he said, I'm going to take this moment to do the right thing and say that from this point on in the podcast, you will hear spoilers. You're going to hear spoilers about The Last Jedi. Uh, we're going to talk all about it. We're going to pick it apart. So if you have not seen the movie, please, please, please press pause. Check out the movie. Go on Fandango. Go whatever. Buy your ticket. Check out the movie and then press play. And you can hear about all the stuff we're going to talk about. That being said, here's what he said. Instead of saying what Ray's parents were, he said, Chewbacca dies at the end. (laughs) Yep. That's 
That's a very Chewbacca heinous act. Right dies there. at the end. Uh, I was so pissed. And then I went mm. to his page. I was actually my response to him was, and I quote, <clears throat> "If this is a true spoiler, you're a heartless piece of shit." <laughs> wow. Appropriate. Appropriate. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. So I went to his page to see what other kind of crap he was getting himself into. And he had posted that on his main page for everyone else to see as well. The same thing. Chew- Chewbacca dies at the end of the movie. By the Man. way, spoiler alert, that is not the case. Spoiler but... alert, he does not die. He does but, not. I feel like but that's... He had, but he got you. He, he had me <laughs> He got you good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that this character dies. And so the entire time I'm watching the movie, every time Chewbacca's in a scene, I'm thinking to myself, this is it. I'm <laughs> saying goodbye to the world. He's going to go down in the Millennium Falcon. And then, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, he's not really getting that much screen time. Are they really going to kill him off? Like, and and do like do this character a serious injustice by just pairing him up with a porg and and not like giving him an appropriate ending? Like, I don't see how they're going to make this death worthwhile. And then the credits rolled, and he didn't die. Oh, you didn't stay for the after credits scene. <laughs> There is no after credit scene. He's just petting his pork and he trips and falls down a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And he lands on a caretaker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Lands on a caretaker. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, that whole day, that whole day I was fuming. So that douchebag just ruined my day. He, he ruined my day. Jimmy sent me all sorts of messages about how he got spoiled. <laughs> how angry he was. <laughs> I, I can imagine that, that yeah, I, I, putting myself in that place, I'm, I would be pissed off too. And I wanted to say something about it, like in general to people, but I didn't want to be right about what was being said. So I wasn't going to repeat yeah. that yeah. thing. And I also felt really terrible for anybody who was following um, following my Twitter handle because they were probably going to the same thing. And seeing the same thing, because there was no way for me to delete it completely from there. And with that in mind, then they were getting spoiled as well. And I thought, ah, I'm I'm inadvertently causing this to happen. And I wanted to delete the poll. But then I thought, no, I want to know what people think about the parentage. This is going to be part of the podcast. And this guy Mm. ruined it. So uh, so to to that person, I hope you have a terrible life. (laughs) Wow. Not a general terrible life, but a lot of apparently a lot of little yeah, bad things lots, happen lots, to you. You know, I, I hope that your shoelaces they break off. You know, like where you can't—they're not long enough to tie anymore, and you're just like your shoes are falling off every time you walk around. I hope your socks have holes in the bottom of them, and no matter which sock you pull, they all have holes. Um, and then, and then I hope that like some of your socks get lost in the laundry, and then you don't have pairs that match up anymore. Yeah, that's what I hope for. Oh man! Uh, every addictive. phone you buy, every phone you buy, like you immediately drop, and it's spiders <laughs> with the cracks. Yes. Now, Wonder Rob, you had a, a an experience with uh, some spoilers, didn't you? Recently? That's that's true. Except the the main difference is that I really got spoiled. Fake <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. So then oh, you should be. You should, you're probably even more pissed. Oh, than I me, was right? pissed. Well, I that's was your pissed. problem with going to see it on Sunday, man. You gotta see I, it when it comes you out. You can't even. You can't even give me the weekend. Ugh, you guys. No. Uh, so I was. Uh, like I said before, you know, I went. Uh, I didn't see it Thursday night or I didn't see it Friday or Saturday. I just, you know, moved to California and just moved into my new house. So I had a preoccupied weekend. 
So I didn't get to go see it until Sunday. And so we uh, went and saw a 6.30 showing on Sunday. So I had the whole day and a couple hours before. And I'm just scrolling Facebook. And people on Facebook post memes. And I am not any different than you fellas. I enjoy a meme. And this meme was one of the Elf on the Shelf memes. I'm sure you've seen them. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now check out Frog on a Log, but way funnier. (laughs) I couldn't think of an example of a weird one, but that's the meme. I know you know it. But this one was, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf, but have you heard of Luke Skywalker Dies? (laughs) What? (laughs) You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Get ready for Luke Skywalker (laughs) Dies. I was so angry, and it was this person who I'm friends with on Facebook that I've been in uh, some shows with. Um, Just like the theme song says, Jimmy and I met on stage doing shows, and so this person I also met on stage doing shows, except he's not nearly as cool as Jimmy because this guy spoiled me for Star Wars, and I immediately unfriended him, called him an asshole. <laughs> I said you fucking asshole <laughs> and deleted and then sat there with my arms crossed the entire time. Luke Skywalker's gonna die. Pretty much like your your uh your chewy story, but the same way I was like, Oh, here it comes. Oh, they're gonna get into a fight. Here it comes. Oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. <laughs> Dude, so I was I was pretty upset and I actually thought it was sort of interesting. I, I thought about it more because I stewed on it for a while from from the moment I read it till after the movie and then even after the movie I sort of stewed on it and it's like I get it like okay it's just a movie and my life isn't like changed in any sort of manner by knowing this but I still want to enjoy the entertainment the way it was meant to be enjoyed and so it's just I get torn, like, why are you getting so butt mad over just a spoiler? But like, but <laughs> I want to, <laughs> but I, yeah, why are you so heinously anguished over this spoiler? And, and rump roasted, but I was still pretty upset. I just showed mm. him the meme, by the way. Yeah, just I, was, I was trying to find it. I was like, where, where the hell is this? Oh, yeah, I think I sent Jimmy a screenshot of it. I was like, God fucking damn it did i send you that you'd seen the movie by the time i sent you that right i didn't spoil it for you yeah, yeah you no, saw it on friday you saw it on opening night that's right yeah and you sent it after you saw the movie too so oh yeah 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 i just see i just see your message i'm so damn pissed <laughs> <laughs> i actually you know what i actually have um the picture you sent had your comment too yeah read it <laughs> you said um ramen feel free to take it personally i'm deleting you from my facebook for this <laughs> oh yeah I and, then, saw and, then, that on facebook. and then somebody else said you're the worst kind of human talking to, <laughs> to rommel or rommel or whatever his name what? is. <laughs> take it yeah i'm not even upset so true never, if i never see and talk to him again i'm not gonna lose an inch of sleep so it's fine <laughs> so oh man i'm sorry they experienced that that's all right it, it is what it is like i'm i'm not gonna remember it a week from now <laughs> so it's fine now uh robert mm. have you had any uh, experiences like that i was actually very fortunate i did not get any spoilers at all uh all i got were just a bunch of um a bunch of speculation okay uh throughout the throughout the entire leading up to that uh, leading up to the premiere and i what was funny was I, it seemed like every other comment on Facebook was 
no spoilers about uh, about Star Wars. So I was I was all confused. Like, were a bunch of people experiencing spoilers? Were, were they giving out these spoilers? If so, where are they? I haven't seen them at all. Thankfully, I didn't see any of them. But like, <laughs> I was so like uh, thankfully, but I didn't realize like. It, it made sense that uh, there were there would be spoilers because there are those assholes out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh yeah, there um, are. But thankfully, haven't uh, haven't experienced any. And uh, yeah, well that's good. I mean, I think possibly definitely helpful that we saw it on Thursday. Definitely that before anybody really got a chance yeah. to say anything. Yeah, yeah. I was I was definitely worried uh, pre- prepping for this episode. I was trying to pull some geek news, but of course, almost all the news was related to Star Wars, so I kind of had to put the a hold on checking anything and just sort of live in a cave for a little bit to mm. avoid uh, to avoid anything. Thankfully, Chewbacca did not die. Thankfully. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Star uh, Luke did die. Yeah. So, uh, with that, let's go ahead and, and switch gears and uh, moving from ranting to potentially ranting and raving uh, about Star Wars The Last <laughs> Jedi. So uh, the um, one thing we want to note is that although he's not currently present, my younger brother, we'll call him Shoffsbro, um, he... To protect his identity. Yeah, to protect his identity. Um, he'll probably say, why didn't you just say my name? Because <laughs> uh, nobody he... cares, bro. <laughs> oh, That's no, why. No, no, oh. no, no. He might have something to say about that one. <laughs> That was uh, Jimmy who said that. Here's actually here's the reason why I'm going to say Shaf's bro because to his friends he's known as Shaf. Oh. So he can't he can't also be Shaf on my podcast. So he's Shaf's bro. So that's what we're going to go go with on that. Um, but uh, he has some very very uh, um, um, colorful opinions on uh, on this movie. And throughout our time explaining what we thought about this movie, we're going to allow him to interject with some pre-recorded moments and some thoughts and uh, reviews and all sorts of things about the movie. So just uh, uh, pre- be prepared for the occasional interruption by Shaftesbro. Like this one. Luke Skywalker. Does he really know anything or is he just a dead yogi? Okay, well, thanks, Shoffs Bro, for that. Uh, right. Man, hopping right away with this opinion. Yeah. <laughs> very, very uh, opinionated, that Shoffs Bro. Okay, so um, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Episode 8. Um, we've already warned about spoilers, but if you somehow jumped ahead, this is uh, the scenario where spoilers will be plentiful so please be careful um you're treading into a minefield of spoilers uh wonder rob this is a become a tradition and um i i definitely don't want you to miss out on this opportunity so could you please in um 30 words or less describe the main premise of star wars the last okay time? all right 30 words or less starting now ray visits luke Ray says, please, you're a Master Jedi. <laughs> Come help us. Luke says, no. Maybe I'll teach you instead. Meanwhile, Leia says, let's all escape. And... <laughs> Shit, I'm running out of words. I think you're done there. No, 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 no. I got two more. And... The end. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That 
that was impressive. I, I put I put a constraint on your your word usage, and it and honestly, it only served to provide an even more concise story. That wasn't that was. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> internet. Very impressive. Um, okay, so now that we've talked the premise, uh, the storyline. Now, moving from the Force Awakens, which a lot of people thought was a kind of a derivative storyline to the to a new hope episode four um i definitely don't feel like last jedi was a retread over empire strikes back what do you guys think i, I think did that there not were... get it oh sorry fellow rob no I'll no go, go ahead wonder rob okay i'll go Sen- seniors first <laughs> oh wow <laughs> <laughs> you fucker uh, <laughs> and you i forgot what i was gonna say damn it rob okay you go <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was uh, I mean yes not like a a pure retread of you know taking the entire uh taking the entire story and you know replacing you know with uh, with new characters new new scenes all that kind of stuff um but there were certainly uh, some aspects which were which were I felt were pulled from Empire Strikes Back um very first one and this is what kind of it, it wasn't it, it wasn't crazily you know on par with it but um the, the very first scene was basically just a, an escape an escape scene from from the new order from the first order mm-hmm. which to draw parallels with uh um with empire they were escaping from escaping from the empire in the very as as one of the very first uh one of the very first scenes um, or very first segments of the, yeah. of the movie, and then later on, like the the entire movie ends in kind of a kind of a sad note, um, a very sad note in in the case of the Last Jedi, uh, but still some hope remaining. So I felt like that whole premise, and I could dig down into it a lot more if I really wanted to, but uh, the I thought in, there were some aspects I felt that were pulled from Empire. Okay, in some ways, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I think that being the middle movie. There's certainly the element of if if there's a nice resolution, it doesn't really lead much reason for another movie to kick off. So mm-hmm. um, I think that the being plagued as sort of like the middle child of the trilogy, it sort of has to, I think, end almost in favor for the most part in the hands of whatever the evil side of the coin is, whatever the villain is. And certainly that... That in itself probably lends itself to be similar to mm-hmm. uh, to episode five, uh, Empire Strikes Back. What do you think, Wonder Rob? Well, you know what? I think it's a, a good idea that Robert went first because he pretty much summarized my thoughts and probably said it a lot more eloquently than I could have. So kudos. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Kudos. <laughs> Definitely not. To you. No, I agree with uh, pretty much everything that Robert said. All right. Um, now, with the storyline... A lot of um, I would say if, if you've if you've had a chance to check out the Rotten Tomatoes ratings uh, because they're getting a lot of attention right now. It's very confusing. It's extremely confusing. So the critics love it. They love this movie. Um, it's ranking ninety three percent on the Rotten Tomato meter, which is considered certified fresh. Um, but then again, the audience score is currently fifty five percent. So it's a, a very um, it's a movie that's dividing crowds, and I find that to be very interesting. Um, I don't really know what to make of it because when I left the movie theater, I had a thought about it, and then I started reading more articles and thinking about it more, sort of analyzing it, picking it apart. And as I was doing that, I couldn't help but lose respect for the movie. 
Like, I went from liking it to sort of just being a little bit indifferent about the movie. And I, and I don't know if that's just me being influenced by what people have written, or if it's just people who have really caught on to a lot of the plot holes and uh, story situations that transpire in this movie that sort of make it not a great movie. What do you guys think? Well, I walked out of the movie feeling like, yeah, I guess I liked it. <laughs> um, personally, I think um, The Force Awakens was better. Yeah, I did enjoy I that one mm-hmm. more. I thought this one was a little slowly paced to start, and it picks up about halfway through and then is fine through the end, but certain aspects of the movie and the storytelling, like, just didn't, it didn't, I just didn't get that feeling, like that Star Wars feeling, you know, like, it only, it happened Mm. few and far between, and I know you Star Wars fans know what I'm talking about, like, oh, fucking Star Wars, yes, like, you're just in your seat, (laughs) like, fucking Star Wars, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? That's what everybody's doing right now, (laughs) fucking Star Wars. But, like I said, I still liked it, I, but Mm. it just wasn't, it just it just didn't ah man i wish i could find the right word for this it's it's just it was it was pretty okay it was pretty okay pretty okay i like that 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 kind of makes sense when you left the theater robert Mm -hmm. you i mean see we saw the movie together and the crowd was crazy like they 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 were were, they were really into it they were during all the highest highs and the lowest lows they were with it cheering cheering clapping clapping sad when when characters would appear uh, like for instance, uh, when Yoda appeared, man, everyone went wild, and you almost couldn't even hear what mm-hmm. Yoda was saying because they were so crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the movie, once the movie was done, I just didn't get a sense that everybody left like super jazzed about it. I just think they were kind of still processing it, and I definitely mm-hmm. feel like I was in that boat too. I was just glad to have experienced Star Wars again in the theaters, but I don't necessarily know if it holds up amongst the rest of the movies because um i don't know if you guys had a chance to do this but i um i planned it out and i watched all of the prior movies in uh in order of their like consecutive nature within the episode count including putting rogue one right after uh, revenge of the sith and uh it was a great way to sort of see the history and then last jedi just it didn't feel it didn't feel like a star wars movie to me you know, you're right. I felt the same way that it felt out of place at times. It, there were some aspects that just didn't seem Star Warsian, um, if that is a term. I if like not, it. I coined it. You just made it, yeah. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, I mean, we, uh, digging down into specific components that just felt out, uh, like out of, uh, out of that was uh, like Finn going, uh, Finn and Rose going to find the Codebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there. There's a lot of little things that I was thinking about, uh, and that was one thing that it just felt out of place out of the entire star wars thing yeah. because I don't know, one one thing one thought that i had was that the entire premise of all of the previous movies was that use what you have with the people that you have to solve the problem or get out of the problem here they're almost going to find somebody else to help them solve a problem mm-hmm. which i don't know that that just seemed that just didn't quite jar with me um and i mean i to to kind of go with what you were saying like okay you might have been influenced by by some of the reviews I 
didn't see any of the reviews until I just started looking at them right now. Oh, okay. And, I mean, my, my thought process was still along the same lines as you, where, okay, I got out of it, there was a lot to process. Uh, it's a very, it's a very, uh, man, it's a, it's a, it seemed like a very long film. Uh, lots of stuff happened. It was definitely a, uh, it was definitely an experience to go see it. I definitely recommend seeing it, but it's just, um, there was just a lot of stuff to process. And as I kept thinking about it and thinking through it, there were just certain things that it's just like so many plot holes and so many things like, why didn't they do this? Why did they do that? Yeah. What, well, what the heck is this? Let's actually get into some of yeah. those things. So, uh, before we get into the plot plot holes, let's talk a little bit about because we got to balance the good with the bad. So mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot more people out there who have bad things to say just because general rating system people are more inclined to say something negative than they are positive. So let's first talk about the the things that Last Jedi did did right mm-hmm. did well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll start since I introduced it, but then we'll kind of go around. Um, my favorite one of my favorite moments one of the things they did they did a great job of was um when luke is sort of you can tell how how like jaded he is about the aspect of being a jedi and i like the moment when he talks about how um the jedi couldn't even see that palpatine was pulling the strings and he was literally right in front of them and that was my biggest like it it made the jedi feel like a bunch of fucking idiots <clears throat> from from the uh, from the the prequel trilogy, yeah, it, it, like the, while you were watching, that yeah, one. that that the I mean, they tried to make it off like the the force, uh, the dark side kind of sort of clouds, um, you know, the force and makes it murky, and you can't really you know tell there's like this like veil over things. But I mean, to be a Jedi and to know that the the I mean, maybe we're kind of living in that time right now, but uh, that the person in charge is pretty much like the ultimate evil. And you don't, you're standing right next to him and you don't even know that. Like, uh, I like that Luke was very honest and he was like, he's like, the Jedi don't deserve to exist anymore. They allowed a Sith Lord to take control of the galaxy. Like, they finally brought that up. And that's, that's a thing that truly happened and that affected the galaxy forever. Yeah. I mean, we're still trying to pick up the pieces. Uh, How many movies later? It's, It's crazy. So, uh, so I personally love that Luke became self-aware enough uh, in his solitude and in his like um, isolation that he recognized that the Jedi uh, really are not this um, uh, perfect society of of, uh, of monastery soldiers. You know, it's like it's that there's something about them that is not right and should not continue. And I also really like his approach on the aspect of really the Jedi and the Sith are pretty much one in the same, uh, that to say that one, one group, Oh, you know what? We just lost wonder Rob bear with me just a sec while we get him back on the line. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. My like, it just like my phone just like turned off. I don't know. What oh, just happened. Okay. So, sorry guys. So, um, so yeah, so with, with uh, Luke recognizing that to for any one group to basically have ownership of the force that they are in ownership of the force is pure vanity. He says that it's and that's great. I think that's an extremely mm. powerful moment that he's able to comprehend that. Uh, another thing I think that they do great is there's some really funny comedy. Um, a lot of it's with the Porgs and honestly, I really liked the Porgs. Uh, we could talk a little bit more about them, but. 
uh, because they're they're kind of, I think they're created you know obviously for a marketing uh, merchandising type situation and they've been super successful with it. But their interactions with Chewie, some of the funniest stuff in the movie. I was laughing my face off. It was so good. Um, mm. So I really liked that. Uh, I, I liked knowing that Leia had uh, the the force. The force that she was she was powerful with it. That she was able to exhibit it. How it was done was also one of the worst aspects of the movie um, and worth talking about as well. But before we move on and, and get into all that stuff, I want to give you guys a chance to talk about some of the greatest moments as well that you thought. Well, some of the main, some of the greatest moments, man, there, there's a lot of little things in there, and you touched on some of the ones that I actually really liked. Um, one of them was, yes, okay, we finally found out that uh, Leia has some force sensitivity or that she's actually kind of developed that. Um, the, the next kind of stuff that... Uh, that excited me um was that it kind of shows that there's a little bit of a bond between kylo and ray like that was actually a very intriguing um aspect and i'm going to generalize this a little bit more to saying that this movie brought up a few new powers that we didn't know that the uh, that the jedi actually had one of them was this kind of force bond where you can actually kind of mm. kind of uh kind of talk to each other as if you were in the same place um, and maybe that basically expand. for Skype for Skype. Yes. <laughs> um, as if, uh, you know, as if somebody was in you know California and somebody else was in uh, Arizona and they wanted to do a podcast together or something like that, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> Cha-ching, yeah. Uh, but that was, that was a very interesting aspect and that brought up uh, there. So, I mean, that's, there's, there's always that theory of who, who exactly is Ray and where does she kind of come from? Um, and I have another thing to say about that in kind of the worst moments, but uh, the but I'll just talk about what I liked about it. And this kind of brought up like, okay, why exactly do they have this kind of sensitivity to each other? Like, what is it about them that um, that brings up uh, that uh, uh, that that gives them that kind of uh, that kind of uh, touch uh, mm. to be able to, to be able to talk to each other in this way? Uh, another thing that I loved uh, and to drop on like the power, the new powers that they gave the Jedi was Luke's n- new, seemingly new ability to what I'm calling force projection. I like that. The ability to project yourself in a new place as if you were there. Force projection. Force projection. Trademark. Yes. Not to be confused <laughs> yeah. with one Rob. It's Rob. All rights reserved. <laughs> All rights reserved. <laughs> so that was a that was a really kick ass ability to see and just you know, also kind of seeing how Luke moves over the course of this entire thing like he can still he can still Mm -hmm. fight and he still does he actually does have a good amount of wisdom like now he is a master uh i think that was a very good thing to show a bunch of little things but that's good that's good now uh before we get into wonder rob's greatest moments when you were talking about um luke's ability to force project in that sense Mm -hmm. um did you catch that twist as it was happening or were you surprised by once they were, once they kind of revealed that he wasn't there at all. I was surprised. Yeah. I did not know that he was there. I actually um, will say I'm usually. I, I mean, I like to think that I pick up on those things as they're happening, mm-hmm. and even the focus that was placed on his feet, or the moments when he never made contact with Kylo, like I didn't catch it, and I was mm. I was like, I can't believe I didn't yeah. see that coming. You're so drawn into the situation, yeah. like what the hell is happening? I mean, I did. Think oh my god, to myself, he's being attacked. I was like, how the heck is he? able to dodge all of that that firepower but i was like well i mean luke mm. has progressed maybe i don't know maybe he's just gone invisible or something i don't yeah. really know the details but 
Or maybe he drew like some power like Kylo, Kylo where he's able to stop all the blasters or deflect yeah, them in some way. Yeah, but yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. Like, no, he's got to have some sort of power to be able to help him to get out of this. Yeah, but I did not see it in the moment. And that, that just helped make that twist even – like the payoff was even greater. So I really mm-hmm. like that. Wonder Rob, your thoughts? Well – about that scene, I, I loved it, and I was still slightly disappointed. The reason I loved it is because Luke Skywalker goes out, and Kylo Ren jumps out of his ship, and you're like, oh, some shit is about to go down. <laughs> Luke and Kylo. But he's like, fire all the weapons on him, and he just gets it, and, and you know the, the smoke clears, and he's still there. And in my mind, I'm like, Luke Skywalker! bitch like like you you can't mess with me and i was just like ready for like luke to just open up on him and hopefully like show that even though luke you know had some reservations about you know uh, the path of the jedi from now on that he could still crack it up when 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 needed you know in a in a situation and and it, you know, Kylo goes after Luke and he slices him in half, but he didn't slice him in half. Like, oh, shit, son. And, <laughs> and you know, all this stuff. And then, you know, eventually we, we find out, oh, OK, it was a, a force projection, which I was also surprised. I didn't pick up on that at all, which he gets sliced in half and stabbed. And like, you don't pick up that he's a force projection. At least I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to me, like it's merely a flesh my reason, wound. <laughs> yeah, my rationale behind all that was because he's Luke Skywalker, and you know he's like he's it just he's Luke Skywalker, and what I thought it was going to be was like Kylo can't beat him, so what he's going to have to like go away and like come up with something even stronger. Um, but then of course it didn't work out that way. So like I said, I liked it, and I was a little disappointed at the same time. But I yeah. get what they were doing with it. Mm-hmm. But just where my mind was headed when I saw hit luke come out from all the blasters i was like oh shit is about to get fucking hit the fan (laughs) right here um i'll tell you the one thing i was looking forward to the most before i saw this movie i was sitting down in the theater and in all seriousness i was just i had this thought i was like man i hope luke does something gross with some alien titties and i wasn't disappointed specific too (laughs) Like Luke grabbed those see, alien titties. Did you see some image that made you uh, trigger this? Like <laughs> no, on one of your like, favorite <laughs> websites? Oh boy, oh you. But no, of course that was a moment that was just like a little throwaway moment. But he like milked the alien <laughs> and drank it. I was like, dude, what? And he was so it was so nonchalant. <laughs> like what I do every day at eleven o'clock. I'm and I think the, the grossest part about all of that was that he was like staring at Ray while he was sucking on the nipple. Like, yeah, it wasn't even pasteurized. Was... It's true, he wasn't. But he might as well have. Yeah. Yeah, he may as well have. Okay, yeah. I, 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 um, saw, I saw the nipple, and then I, just my brain went elsewhere. So. <laughs> I was like, and nobody else flinched in the theater, and I was like looking around. I was like, did you guys? Were you? Did you all like look at your phones just now? Like, did you miss what I just saw? <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, that was just one thing that trailer. I can't. Yeah, yeah, that really should have been in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I love the Porgs. Everybody loves the Porgs. The Porgs weren't what I thought they were going to be, though. I thought, based on the trailer, you know, where it shows a, a shot of Chewie screaming and a little Porg going right next to him. Like, in my mind, it was more, you know, okay, here we have another alien who just speaks its own language and everybody understands it. And they're together now. 
<laughs> speaking their own languages at each other. Like that's sort of what I thought it was going to be. Thought it was going to be not just like a bunch of little uh, pug birds. Um, but that being said, what they did was b- better than what I thought it was going to be, and I loved the poetics and I want one <laughs> so bad. I want one. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed the scenes. Um, that Robert was talking about where where Ray and Kylo were having that connection. It's sort of that that like sort of that they didn't really understand what was happening and then how that ended up sort of focusing into like developing their relationship a little bit more. And when Ray's like, let's just let's just ask him to, to go to the light side, Luke. I mean, come on. What could go wrong? And then it seems like he's gonna but in your mind, you're like, come on. Oh, you're just going to switch to the light side after all this? And then he's like, nope, I'm going to fucking cut Snoke in half. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in half now. <laughs> Fuck everything. I'm Kylo Ren. Like, I, I, <laughs> like, I, like, I liked that part a lot. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, bringing up Snoke is probably a great topic to get into mm. the worst moments of, of the uh, movie as well. But I do want to say one more thing I thought of as we were talking greatest moments. Um, at the end of the movie, there's that brief scene where the slave children that are on Canto Bite um, are talking, and one of the kids is just like totally geeking out uh, about um, this story of Luke Skywalker and how he comes and does this. He's basically like playing with action figures that he made with whatever was available around him. Yeah, and it's such a meta scene because. Like what we're doing right now is talking about Luke Skywalker's adventures, and these kids in the movie are talking about Luke Skywalker's adventures. Like it, it's a very cool moment, and I also really like that this same kid, as he goes and starts to do his chores and starts to um, to sweep up the floors, he you can tell he's got these he's force sensitive, and he grabs the broom and it just floats into his hand. There's, it's just a split second of time, but it's enough to recognize that. And this is what I think Ryan Johnson was trying to accomplish with with this particular movie. I think his ultimate goal was to expand the Star Wars universe beyond the core characters. Why? Because mm. he's already been confirmed to be making his own trilogy that will not include any of the characters from this current this current trilogy. And so of course he he adds a new location, Canto Bite that we've never seen before with slave children that we might never go back to in uh, in this next movie because JJ Abrams will be in charge of uh, episode 9. Um and then we've got this new trilogy that Ryan Johnson is in, in charge of, and he could very well take the story back to Canto Bite and that plight that they're experiencing. I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and focus on these children who also have force sensitivity and and maybe the them try, trying to free themselves from the shackles of whatever else. And uh, and I just I I like what he did there. I like his intentions and um, what that means for the universe, but. And so that's a great moment, but it's also it's also a moment that I don't think is properly placed in the movie because it focuses the attention other than where it should be, uh, which is on the main characters and their struggles. So um, I th- actually thought that that was fairly well placed. Like that was at the almost the very end, right? I'm just trying to recollect. It was almost yeah. the, the very last scene, wasn't it? 
True. Yeah. True. So the, uh, that I thought was kind of good because what it showed was you had a, you had a battered resistance escaping the planet, and then so they're they're almost that's almost the low point. Uh, they had just escaped. They have just enough people to man the Millennium Falcon. That's it. That's all that's in the Resistance now. And now it's kind of showing there's another generation. There are people out there. And I like how he actually like holds the broom like a lightsaber. Like, yeah. At the very end, it's a nice little touch of like, you know, he is a Resistance member. You know, and Everybody that's a part of the Resistance might not necessarily be there. They're across the galaxy and... I thought that was a nice yeah, little and, touch. And these oh, kids are like preference. a new hope, basically. Yeah, They're like a new hope. So Mr. Kirkman, yeah, with that name. Yeah, I uh, I had made it out of the theater into my car, and I started the car and started driving home with my fiance. And then it hit me. I looked to her and I said, "Did that kid? Did that kid lift the broom with the force?" <laughs> she goes, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh." Oh, dang. <laughs> like, it didn't really hit me until I, I was just thinking about the movie. Like, it, it was like I saw it happen, but it just didn't click. And I was like, oh, fuck, that kid. Oh, that kid. Oh, <laughs> oh that kid. So, yeah, I, was, I, I thought it was pretty intriguing. I, I, it did feel like a weird spot to have it after I realized, like, I came back to my senses and realized what would ha- happen. Because mm. it was sort of along the lines what Jimmy had said is that okay we know that this guy he's setting up the director he's setting up the next trilogy just like the report said it's not going to have any of the characters and it's going to be disjointed from the stories that we're familiar with but still within the same universe and i was like that felt like it should have been like an after the credits scene after the next one or something like if they were going to lead into something different but we don't know what the next one's really going to hold and if jj's going to like be like, yeah. oh, all right, mm. I'll go ahead and throw some throw some in there too. Um, but it did it did feel a little uh, just a little weird, like weird enough that I had to think about it on the drive home. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. totally, that's a good point. You know, I think Brother Schaff has something to say about those kids. You're right, he does. Mm. Brother Schaff, tell us what you think. I did enjoy the Easter eggs they dropped from one of my favorite movies. Anybody catch Spanky and Buckwheat from the Little Rascals appear in the movie? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Brother Schaff with his opinions. Correction. I looked up their actual names, and it's Porky and Stymie. Seriously, look at them and look at the movie. Now look at your man and look back at me. Dang. Okay. Can you believe this guy? Wow. Wow. That's pretty hardcore. Okay. Um, so let's move into talking about some of the worst things, uh, the worst moments of this movie, which there, I think, are unfortunately more things that suck than things that are good. But that's just mm. me. <laughs> um, uh, let's start with, uh, I guess, maybe one of the most obvious of things, and that's that the main villain dies halfway through. Um so Without us getting any sense... <laughs> halfway through. Yeah, halfway through. Cut, 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 cut in half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, I am so clever. You're, Holy crap. You're on a roll, man. Holy crap. Um, he, he dies, and he dies in a way that would be completely uncharacteristic of, of him and the amount of force sensitivity that he has. Uh, he is somehow unaware that while chatting it up with Ray and and Kylo, that next to him 
on the chair, <laughs> on the on the armrest, is a shaking, rattling lightsaber that is turning his direction. He doesn't see Kylo's hand doing some weird maneuver by the side of his body. He doesn't pick up the the thoughts coming out of Kylo's head or Ray's head that uh, that something's about to happen. And we're just gonna blame it on his his pride that he's too uh, he's too proud or he, he doesn't think that he's he thinks he's in, like, invincible and that's how he d- doesn't catch on that this is about to happen like that's what we're supposed to believe and then he just gets cut in half and he's and we still don't even know where the fuck he came from um, and somehow he's the leader of the first order but we don't even know uh, uh, he clearly looks like he was alive by the during the time of the original trilogy. But yet we don't know who he was or how he fits into that equation. And how will we now? Just by sheer exposition, there'll be some dude who appears in um, in Star Wars 9 that says, Hey, remember when we first saw Snoke and he was on Naboo and he actually had been living in a hut way out in the, the Leylands where no one lives and that's why no one ever saw him until later? I mean, like, how far are they going to take it? Like, that that irritates me so much. A character that, in my opinion, was one of the biggest mysteries and therefore one of the most interesting and intriguing characters. And then to just kill him off uh, just to create um, extra tension for Kylo, it doesn't even make sense that Kylo is the ultimate bad guy. It doesn't make sense. Uh, He was on the path to redemption and then he just kind of flip-flops around. I just don't feel like they really know what to do with him. Um... Yeah, at first it was going to be almost like a, uh, uh, kind of like the kind of like the original trilogy where okay, Darth Vader was you know they were trying to almost bring him back to, um, you know, back to the light, but that was almost at the end. So now they're creating that conflict early with uh, with Kylo, so it didn't really match the timeline all that well. If you're trying to draw parallels between the original trilogy and right. this new one, um, but yeah, that that that's what also really got to me too is that I don't know who this person is. And I should know who this person is. It should it should be one of those things that's almost uh, th- that's almost one of the core mysteries that you should continue with. Uh, I mean, I thought that the Force Awakens did a great job with bringing up characters like just kind of in those moments, and then kind of like they're not holding your hand. They're just saying, you know, we're gonna they're dragging you, you know, through through this story, and you're just left to kind of figure things out for yourself. I love it when stories do that, um, but then here they're just kind of clipping those away to go like. Oh yeah, we're not going to tell you anything about mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but yeah, that's that was very disappointing to see him go because yeah, now it's not going to have any impact when I find out. If, if I hope I find out who he is, yeah, and where he, where he eventually comes from. But you know, maybe there'll be a book or something that they release. But... Yeah, maybe it'll be released in the expanded universe or something no. canon like that. Wonder Rob, are you sad that Snoke got marked and you didn't get a chance to hear uh, anything about him? Yeah, I was, I was definitely in the mindset of so much for that guy. <laughs> when he got <laughs> chopped the nap and at you know thinking about it i my mind sort of rationalized when within the scene i was like well uh i guess kylo is uh so powerful with the dark side that even the most powerful uh dark side uh snoke doesn't even see how powerful he is and you just fucking chop him in half with a lightsaber right in front of him while he's looking right at him um <laughs> but then i'm like but that's like big what ifs here <laughs> like and i just i it was really just like okay i guess that's just all right oh 
oh, okay, all right, let's, oh, okay, let's, oh, all right. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty much how I felt in my seat. Like, I I guess, okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But like, why even introduce him? Like, I can't, I can't say anything that you guys haven't already said. But it's, it, it definitely was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but yet they keep Hux around. It's like, why? Mm. Why do we keep General Hux around? Why do we care about this guy? I think the best part about having Hux around is just that they keep pushing him around. He's like the, like the, the punching bag. He's the laughing stock of of Poe Dameron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that scene in the beginning, that al- was funny. although seemingly out of place for Star Wars, was Probably very same. funny. Yeah. It was. I don't know. Some of those jokes felt kind of flat <laughs> for me. I was like, <laughs> "What? What kind of movie is this?" I felt like I was trying to, like, I was watching Gar- somebody doing Guardians of the Galaxy, but not as good. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of what it felt like at the beginning. And then there was that moment with the the iron the uh like the uh the clothing iron like <laughs> where oh. it looked like it was like a spaceship landing oh yeah and i'm like are we watching space balls like what's going on here so, uh, mm. and then oh i got something to say so when finn is letting oh gosh now i'm blanking on her name the silver the silver one you know silver armor girl oh oh a phasma. phasma yeah i just like blanked on her name well, you, yeah, it's easy to blank on her name. Yeah. Because, yeah, really, is she that much of a threat? I, yeah. I think is what well, we're kind of getting at here. They're, they're, yeah. And, and Finn's fighting her, and he says, hey, Chrome Dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what did he just call her? <laughs> and it, to me, it felt like it was two things had happened. Number one, they're on set, and the director's like, just, yeah, just go with it. Just say whatever comes to your mind. Just a little. <laughs> All right, do it. And he says Chrome Dome. And the director's like, oh, boy. Well, maybe we do it again like this. But then, later on, the editor's like, calls over, like, another editor. Hey, Steve, look what I look what I put in the movie. I put in this line. Oh, they're, oh, they're printing it? Oh, uh, I guess they're printing it. <laughs> really? The director like, loves it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was very <laughs> like contemporary. It, really, yeah. it took me out of that scene like so fast when he said that line. It sounds like it something was... that like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would say to like Metalhead or Shredder or something like that. Like and that that would be that. Like that would be like get over here, Chrome Dome. So, yeah, it was just it was very silly. I have this theory that um that Phasma is basically like the poor man's Boba Fett. You know, like she doesn't, she's not really good at what she does. She's not interesting, but they're going to keep having her come back, even though she's basically dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had uh, told my fiance, Kim, I was like, yeah, she's not dead. They're going to bring her back. She just fell into a goddamn pit. But <laughs> <laughs> I would actually really like to see each movie have her armor show more dense. You know, like like they keep having to like pop the dents out, and it's like clearly evident. Like kind of like um how like a dude's like car that was like he's in like so many accidents. Like he's got like the fender all busted up. Like I would yeah. much rather her her armor look like what it should look like. She got smashed in the garbage chute in the first in the in episode seven. This one she falls into. Uh, fire basically um and then we don't see her again so she and her eye her eyes were exposed so she should have her face totally burned off at this point um so i don't i don't know what to make of that 
I don't know. If they're actually going to show her at all, her face at all, they're trying to make her kind of a menacing threat like that, I think. Okay, you can't see her face. Um, How about the fact uh, that uh, Leia can fly in space and breathe, apparently, in space? Uh, I didn't know that was a it's a the force, force man. power. Yeah. It's the force. It, it uh, it's a mystical power. It binds the universe together, man. It <laughs> it was. See, it was when she got blown out the window, I thought, oh, this is how they're gonna get rid of Carrie Fisher, right? <laughs> like yeah. maybe it was like a re not obviously she had passed before you know like major reshoots and all that stuff, but you know they can go in and they can. They're Disney. They're Lucas Lucas Arts. So I mean, they can go in and edit whatever they want. But I was like, oh, okay, this is how they're going to take care of her. You know, her being a hero, hero's death. All right, fair enough. Oh, there she is in space. Uh, is she opening her eyes? Is she fucking flying? <laughs> is she holding out her arms and and uh, feeling seeing the particles move around her? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. What's that, Shoffsbro? Shoffsbro, you have something to say about Leia? Well, tell us. And my favorite quote from Princess Leia. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's pretty pretty righteous stuff right there. Okay. Dang. That's, your, that's what your favorite quote of Leia's was. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, actually, I found that pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so so Leia, Leia flies and breathes, and and in even after all of that, she was still in a coma for a while. Could she not have? And I'm really, I'm sorry, Carrie Fisher, but could you not have died in the coma? So and not woken up, or, or I don't know. How about this? Instead of having the younger Vice Admiral Holdo be the one who who light speed uh, uh, bombs the uh, the big giant super mega destroyer. Uh, instead of her doing that, how about you, as the old person left on the ship, who has less life left, go ahead and sacrifice yourself uh, at, for a younger generation to survive? Uh, they could have killed her off that way in a heroic fashion. She would have been the one to deliver that final blow to that dreadnought ship, and she would have been done. What an awesome exit! That would have been perfect. Instead, it's uh, Laura Dern's uh, 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 crazy uni- unicorn hair color uh, person. Uh, what's that, Shoffs, bro? Yeah. You got something to say about about Vice Admiral Holdo? Uh oh. I'm Vice Admiral Holdo. You might recognize me from the Phoenix Zoo in the giraffe cage. That neck, though. Whoa. <laughs> Not entirely inaccurate. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, that was pretty close. Definitely that neck is very giraffe-like. That's for mm-hmm. sure. <sighs> okay, well, um, uh, yeah, what else do you guys think? What else didn't work? I got to tell you, when Laura Dern showed up, I was like, is that fucking Laura Dern? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she must have grandchildren who love Star Wars. That's <laughs> like what it felt like to me. Yeah, is it okay if I, if I have an appearance? Would that be all right by you guys? Mm. that'd be really nice oh my goodness um you know one thing not to i know we're talking about the things that we don't like right now but it just hit me one thing i did like and i didn't mention before is that i liked that yoda was a puppet yeah that was a nice uh callback 
to the original trilogy. Was, I, yeah. I, I kind of like that. Was he a puppet the whole time, or was it just portions of it? It was a puppet the whole time, I believe. Because, I mean, it, it, I did look practical, and I liked that, too. I thought that was a really nice touch. Mm. But I thought it was pretty darn good. And I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know he was going to be in it. And, uh, you know, they kept that under wraps. Like, I was actually reading some stories where, like, Frank Oz had to, like, eat all his his lunches in, like, his trailer <laughs> and wasn't allowed out. And, like, had to leave, like, dead in the middle of the night so, like, people wouldn't take pictures of him. Because they really wanted it to be a surprise that Yoda was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. They had to, I had no idea that was going to happen. Hmm. I, I wonder can't wait if, to spoil uh, somebody on it. I wonder if uh, Shopbro has something to say about Yoda. Oh, I think he does. Yeah, Shopbro, tell us, tell us about Yoda. Skywalker, Skywalker, failure comes from failing. Failing comes from lack of preparation. H. Wow, <laughs> he's a lot of things to say about a lot of things. Oh. Yep, that's that's Shopbro for you. He's got opinions. <laughs> now, I, here's here's one thing, okay? I really like that Yoda was in it, but I have to say that some of the advice and the way that, like, he spoke in terms of, like, the dialogue or the script, the language that he used, it did not sound like Yoda. And I don't mean that the accent didn't sound like Yoda. I mean the advice he was giving Luke didn't sound like advice that Yoda would give somebody. I actually thought... Sorry, I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you no, go, go ahead, Robert. No. But uh, it just... It, to me, it felt like the writers tru- didn't truly get the wisdom of Yoda. I felt like it was almost like Yoda was off like doing some Force stuff. And instead, uh, Yoda couldn't come to the phone right now. So it was like Yoda's like older brother who likes to wisecrack. And he like works at Space Burger. And he's like mm. the fry replicator. And he's like, hey, sorry, Yoda's a little busy right now. But um, uh, I'm Soda. And what can I do for you, bro? I'm like, Soda. I'm Yogurt. <laughs> Plain old yogurt. <laughs> I just, I didn't, it, it didn't work for me. Like in that sense, I was so jazzed to see him and I could get kind of past the script and it was still enjoyable to me, but there was just some of the ways he said stuff. It didn't feel like words that Yoda would use. I felt like some of what he said was actually, uh, was actually Yoda like, uh, whatever you want to call it. But like one, one thing that he did say and that kind of stuck with me, uh, one thing is general about Yoda, I felt like no matter what he says, like in the original trilogy, that it can still apply to stuff outside of uh, outside of Star Wars, uh, outside of that universe, because True. it is there is a lot of wisdom there behind. Like, okay, you you fail because you don't believe that you can succeed. That was one thing that stuck with me for the longest time as a kid was when I heard those words. It actually made a lot of sense. And one thing that he did say was that I meant you should have passed down. All of what you had, all of what you had learned, even the failures, like there are those kinds of gems in there. But yeah, a lot of it did seem a little off compared to uh, yeah, compared to what I felt like he would say. I don't, and I don't know if this is as a result of him, yeah, getting high on force fumes. <laughs> Quote: I, I got that one. <laughs> but, trademark. Trademark. But yeah, it's uh, that was it was a little strange overall. It, though I think that. That is something that Yoda would kind of do. Like he would, uh, he would kind of. Uh, oh, uh, they they they're both on the same thought process with uh, you know Luke and Yoda that the Jedi need to end so that way something else can come into uh, can come in, and that was going to be Rey. I felt like, and 
Yeah, I felt like that was kind of the tone of the movie, that the the Jedi had to be destroyed, the Sith had to be destroyed, and the balance was what was going to be left. Something that was that was new, that was not going to be as... that, that didn't have any influence from the Jedi and the Sith and hopefully would forge into something balanced. Yeah. 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 Completely agree with that. <laughs> Wonder Rob, anything else? Space titties. <laughs> He's hung so, up on those space titties. So is that the greatest I moment? Can't I, I, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, okay. I like the little trick that they did. And this is just something really small. And it's just like a little throwaway joke. But when they were introducing like the force bond between between Kylo and Ray, where Ray's like, can you just put a shirt on? <laughs> like to establish the fact that they could see each other like that joke also uh, made me laugh <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> it was pretty good um, and when you, you think know, about it overall, Snoke, is, Snoke is the one that connected them at that moment so Snoke's kind of like a pervert <laughs> so it, it, is that actually the case that that they actually connected him because I haven't I didn't really see that at all he oh no Snoke says that he provided that he he built the basically provided that bridge between yeah. the lines. Because mm. I thought it was basically that he was, that he kind of forced Kylo into a thought process that would lead down that road. But I didn't, I didn't quite catch that. But I'm going to be rewatching this, so hopefully I'll catch it. Yeah, that I mean, that's a good point. I mean, maybe, maybe I misunderstood. But yeah, let's, um, right, but... We'll, we'll leave that up to the, uh, to the listeners um, to let us know which one it yeah. is. <laughs> well, because this was, I mean, I kind of mentioned this, that one of the reasons why I kind of disliked, uh, the, kind of the interaction between, uh, Kylo and Ray, uh, and Ray was because I felt like their, that connection was built because I I, mean, I was I'm still hoping this is the case that they are that they're brother and sister that it's a bond from from you know from, of blood and the reason I think that is because yeah I think that Ray is still um, you know, Han and Leia's daughter so uh, I mean that's kind of a hope right now there's a lot of little evidence to support that. And one thing that I didn't like was that they kind of just blurted out in this movie that yeah. they just said, oh, you are you come from nothing. Yeah. Your parents were no one. But – and that that got to me because it's like, well, she's demonstrated that she's exceptional. She's in almost every aspect, in piloting, in the ability to, you know, command the force. Um, and to say that that's, that's all coming from – you know, somebody of you know little uh, Junkies, little heritage yeah. is, is kind of a it, it kind of goes against. Well, then again, I guess uh, in kind of in hindsight, Anakin kind of came from something like that too. Um, well, but Anakin, yeah, he came from uh, uh, from half Shmi, half Shmi, Shmi Skywalker, and uh, and midichlorians. Midichlorians. So, what are midichlorians? Nobody, nobody, tell me those. Basically, a uh, little rapey bacteria. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like space aids. <laughs> space aids. Space aids. Oh my gosh! I, I was talking with midichlorians. I was talking with a coworker friend, by the way, uh, about that very thing about oh, Ray, and he definitely thinks that Ray is that she came from someone, someone mm. important. That that's all a big. A thing, you know, that to get Kylo or to get her yeah, out to, of the mindset and to get her, uh, get her on his side. Exactly. That was what I thought. Yeah, he too. was he was gonna make her believe whatever he wanted her to mm-hmm. believe. So 
I believe he knows more than she does about all of that. But that's one thing. But he, I was joking. I was like, well, you know, it's really a shame that all these things happened a long time ago before we invented DNA tests. And he's mm. and he jokes and says, <laughs> he jokes and says that twenty three and me dechlorians. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God, you just won the day." That was mm. that was pretty impressive. Uh, so, <laughs> I definitely think that she is is um, she is something important, and she is from someone important. Um, mm. I think uh, I think Shaspro has something to uh, to say about that. I think he, he, Does he? Oh. yeah, I think he has a theory over the over um, over Ray's parentage. Oh, of course he does. I would have much preferred some dirty shit like. Luke and Leia got together before they found out they were related and they fucked. And that's Ray's parents. Yikes. Okay, uh, that's pretty gross. Pretty gross. Mm. Okay. I can't say I agree with that. I don't know if I really would have, would have wanted to see that, but okay. Um, it's an option. It's an option. <laughs> Was that one of the rules of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> if you can think if it, of it, it exists. It exists. <laughs> Now, a lot of people are talking about plot holes and things like that. Things like uh, light speed ramming. Why is that not more of a thing? Like, why aren't ships doing that all the time? Or why aren't they attaching hyperspace drives to uh, to asteroids to, to throw at planets? Like, I mean, mm. why do we suddenly see it now? Um, is it a cop-out to have it? I don't know, necessarily. Because um, uh, uh, it's because ships... Costs a lot of credits. And what are you going to do? <laughs> Light speed your ship in another ship all yeah, the time? It's true. You got you got to wait till you've got a, a purple-haired person on board before you do something like that. Although, theoretically, it is possible based off of the lore from the from the original trilogy because that was what Han was spending so much time doing. No, we have to get the coordinates from the Nava computer. Yeah. Uh, or we'll fly through a sun and then we'll get pieces of us on five different sectors like you know it's not like dusting crops kid it's not like dusting crops boy <laughs> so theoretically it is possible but yeah it, it, it's a question of why has that kind of thing not been brought yeah. up now um there's an interesting moment as well this is unrelated but uh the dice that appear in the millennium falcon uh luke uses them to connect with leia and they end up on the floor uh inside that little cave on crate uh, during that battle scene and when he talks to her first of all i don't really like the fact that it seems like leia is unaware that luke is is a force apparition or a force projection maybe she knows and she doesn't care and she doesn't want to let on that she knows but they don't make an escape until poe is like hey i know what he's doing he's trying to buy us some time we should probably get going like that to me like if, if it was luke really communicating with leia and leia really knew that he was a force projection then luke would have like given her a little bit of a scoop like hey can i can i take you can we can we talk in private for a moment and then they all like decide to go like this whole decision to be like secretive about stuff and not share things was just strange to me so i don't know about that but the aspect of picking up the the dice so um kylo picks them up briefly leia is holding them in her hand they're an apparition and so theoretically they shouldn't be tangible because luke himself isn't tangible to kylo's lightsaber or or lasers or even the ground he's walking on so i don't quite understand that logic that he can pick these these things up granted the dice disappear as because they're part of the projection but they're able to be 
grabbed, so it's kind of it sort of doesn't doesn't sit well. Oh, unless uh, the concept of force projection allows it to, um, you are kind of physically there, um, or you can go away, come back, as the case may be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the power. I, th- I think one theme of the movie is that it's not explained. Or you there's, know, there's a lot of things that aren't explained. True, and maybe part of the reason why he ends up dying, obviously, he dies from exhaustion, really. Mm-hmm. Um, from projecting himself that much, maybe part of that exhaustion comes from having to project so uh, accurately that he's able to to create a physical presence for objects, mm. and maybe control how much, as you said, how much of a presence it really is there, um, and for maybe him to keep up that illusion that the dice was there, maybe that's like really really tough. Um, certainly, we haven't seen another another um, force user do this yet. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So I mean. Um, uh, salute to uh, to Skywalker for uh, for saving the day, being the the Deus Machina. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what would you guys say is your favorite Star Wars movie? You've seen this one now. We've, we've got uh, mm. ten movies that exist so far for Star Wars, not including the the TV miniseries movies, uh, Battle for Endor, or anything like that. Um, or anything animated. So what would you guys say is your favorite of, of the movies so far? Well, I'm going to have to go... Uh, I think I'm going to go uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm. Um, I'm a Return of the Jedi kind of guy. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, Robert? I'm a fan of uh, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. That's uh, because... It, it capitalized on where it was in the in the entire trilogy. It took the the events of A New Hope, where it just introduced new characters and it started to flesh them out. Um, where it, now, you know, uh, Luke is now going to Dagobah to actually be trained by Yoda, which is the first. And actually, I was reviewing this, and to, me, to my knowledge, I think it's really the only real training session that there has ever been between a master and an apprentice in the entire uh, movie's trilogy, like in, in, in the entire movie series as a whole. Like this was really the only time that we saw a, a master train mm-hmm. and properly train them in the art of force and not using a lightsaber. I love that actually Luke never uses a lightsaber while he's on Dagobah. Really? Yeah, that's true. So it's, he's being trained how to talk, to use the force. And I mean, besides that, there's a lot of really great action in the movie itself. Revelations, uh, which I think were, which I mean, provided us with, mm-hmm. you know, so much, um, you know, so much enjoyment. Um, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> it's so, uh, so the the movie itself, I think, really built on top of that world and did really great with it. And that was what I was hoping with the Last Jedi would do is, okay, we introduce Rey, we introduce all these new characters. Now let's flesh them out. Let's let's build them up. And it kind of did that, but to to not to an extent that I would have been properly satisfied with because it was it should have been a, a movie of revelations as well ultimately it's more of a, a revel uh, a movie of multi- more questions mm-hmm. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. uh i have to agree with you i think episode uh i think episode five um return of the jet no, i'm sorry um empire strikes back is is my favorite too the opening scene with the with the um snow speeders mm. and the ATATs. i mean that and that music like i love that scene so much it's so epic Mm. such a great moment 
Um, there are a lot of interesting locales. We get Bespin in that in that uh, movie as well. Introduction to Lando. It's the the betrayal that happens. I mean, it's a very very cool movie. Um, you see the characters really struggle. A lot of them experience some serious setbacks, like Han Solo stuck in carbonite. I mean, it's mm. huge. So. There's a lot of great moments in that. Um, I actually really like Force Awakens as well. It's one of my favorites. And Very I really, really, really like uh, Rogue One. I can't um, – I, I really enjoyed Rogue One. Uh, it might be less Star Wars-y, but um, – It was a very different take on Star Wars, but it was still Star Wars. Yeah, and I think it's probably one of the best endings to the Star Wars movies too because mm. it perfectly sets up Episode Four: A New Hope in such a very cool way. So mm. um, so I, I dug it a time. Big, big win, Darth Vader in that movie. Heck yeah. Finally, Comes... we get to see an actual scary Darth Vader. Yeah, come tearing ass. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm Darth Vader, bitches. Tearing through you, rebel scum. Don't I love choke that. on your aspiration. Correct <laughs> um, credit. Alright, so we've reached the point of the show, which, uh, well, actually, uh, Shop, uh, Shops Bro, do you have anything else that you wanted to say? Oh, you do? Okay, uh, here we go. The final words from Shoff's Bro. It sucked. Dang. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, did not like this movie. He did not like this movie. Okay. All right. Well, that's, you know, everyone's titled Fair their enough. own opinion. So uh, we're going to, we're at the point now where we're going to go ahead and unbox our mini mystery Star Wars boxes. So if you haven't Ooh. seen these before, these are Funko brand. You'll find them pretty much anywhere. Hot Topics, a big place, uh, tar- Target, Barnes & Noble. Are some big places you can find them at definitely at comic book stores and things like that too um this one is uh we have star wars last jedi branded ones and then uh robert also has a star wars classic uh mm-hmm. box so it's gonna be all the characters from the main trilogy yep. so robert since you're the geek of the week you get to open yours first oh sweet so let us know uh yeah. what, the, what are some of the possibilities the possibilities here? that you can get well you got a few of the main characters here like luke leia han solo chewbacca this is almost turning into uh uh, testing my own knowledge on Star Wars oh, yeah. now. You better do, I, I better, better do, do well. well on this. Well, I got a four. So we'll see if we continue. Uh, Obi-Wan, we got C-3PO here. We got uh, Darth Vader choking somebody, apparently. <laughs> uh, we got a Stormtrooper. Um, and, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on this guy's name. Uh, the the main admiral. Oh, uh, we're talking about Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand, Grand Marshal Moff Tarkin? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Marshall. We got Greedo. We got a Jawa. And I don't even know this guy, but he's forever will be known to me as who does the guy who doesn't like Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't he like doesn't you. He doesn't like you. I don't like you either. I don't like you either. You better watch it. I've got the death sentence in twelve systems. <laughs> we'll be careful. You'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I don't know this guy actually. That's his what friend. That, that's his friend. Yeah, is that's that the guy that? Yeah, that's oh, his that's friend the, that gets his arm chopped off. That doesn't look like him. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, the nose flare. Yeah. yeah, that gets to that gets to it. And then uh, it's that guy from the cantina, hammerhead yeah. guy. And, and then the, a um, a a a fighter from the. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, from the the Death Star. From the Death Star. Uh, yeah, the black. Yeah. The black suit there. Cool. All right, Robert, go ahead and open up yours. All right. Suspense is building. Enter your predictions now. Oh, great, a bag. Okay. So I get to open a bag now. Yep. Opening. There was a box, now there's a bag. A box and a bag, and he got. I got a stormtrooper. Stormtrooper! Noise! 
We'll take some pictures so you guys can all check this out. But this, this guy's pretty cool looking. He's got a little he's bobblehead. Cool. He's got a little stand. Uh, so I can get him in there. He won't fall over on your desk. Looks pretty awesome. I think that's he a looks win. Awesome. Are you are you happy with your? Uh, with I your... am happy with him. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Wonder Rob, uh, I know you're not uh, located nearby, but I'm going to go ahead and open up your box for you. Oh, I can't wait. I'm tingling with anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> it's bubble, coming bubble, in from bubble, your bubble. nether regions. Okay, so... Uh, oh, pork, 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 pork. Pork, pork. Oh, I hope we both get porks. Okay, so um, this uh, we have the options here. Ray, Finn, Poe, uh, BB-8, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, Leia. I hope none of us get Leia. I'm putting that out there in the universe. Um, Rose... Which I would be okay if we didn't get either. Mm. Um, Chrome Dome. <laughs> yeah, Chrome Dome. Chrome Dome. Uh, Snoke. Um, Snoke's Red Guard. Um, okay. Which are those one of the Knights of Ren? I don't know. That's a good question. I think they're kind of like uh, how Palpatine had those red. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. whatever those they, were. But they seemed like they were trained in almost lightsaber-like right. things. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Uh, we also have the Codebreaker guy, Benicio Del Toro's um, wasted character. Um, we have Finn as a uh, as an Imperial Guard, or I'm sorry, as a First Order Guard. Uh, we have BB-8's Nemesis that was featured for all of 30 seconds, I think, in the movie. Mm, BB-9. Um, BB-9. BB-9B or BB-9A? It actually had a letter, I think. Guys. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then a Porg. A pork. All right, so, all right. Anybody but Leia. Come on, anybody but Leia. What do you guys have against Leia, anyways? Well, you saw the movie. Oh, Rob, you're going to be so happy. You got BB-8. Oh, I like to bait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, he's cute. You're going to like this one, Rob. Uh, Send him to me. I want him on my desk. All right. And then this one's mine. Also a uh, uh, Star Wars Last Jedi character. Who is this one going to be? Okay. I'm not sure yet. I'm really hoping not Leia. Not Leia. Not Leia. Come on. Not Leia. Whatever you get. It is Ray. Ray with a lightsaber. I'll take that. Ray's pretty badass. Nice. Right. Nice. I dig nice. it. All right, we'll take some pics and show you guys all of that. Uh, we definitely want to say thank you so much for sticking with us, listening today, uh, and for being a subscriber, if you are, on iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, please subscribe. You don't know how important it is that we have uh, subscribers on a regular basis. And definitely, if you're um, listening to us for the first time or if you're subscribing, Okay, so on the podcast app, there's the option to rate and review. Please do both. Um, You're doing us a a huge favor by rating us. Um, Obviously, rate us what you think of us and and rate us and review us what what you think of us. We definitely, uh, we want to be the best that we can be. We're certainly up and coming, so we want to do all we can to improve. Um, If you're you're enjoying it, let us know. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Um, if you give us a, a, a shout out in terms of uh, a review, we will actually go ahead and mention you in future episodes. Uh, so uh, that's just something that we do, um, uh, sort of as a thank you for, uh, for reviewing the podcast. Um, so we'll put it on social media. We'll, we'll, we'll blast you in future episodes, things like that. Uh, we got more platforms we're going to be premiering on coming soon. And, uh, in terms of social media, 
Wonder Rob, where can you check us out? Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Geek So to Speak PC. You can follow us on Instagram, Geek So to Speak. Is it? Oh man, it's just Geek So to Speak podcast. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> My brain farted in the middle of saying the, the whole dang thing. Search Geek So to Speak on Facebook. And you can find us there. And, of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WonderRob. You can follow Shoff on Instagram. I am the Shoff. What's your Twitter handle? I forget. It's, I actually don't have a Twitter handle for uh, the Shoff yet. Um, I, I, don't, I only use Twitter for, for geeks, so to speak. That's yeah. fine. And then our mm-hmm. special guest, Robert, you say your things because I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't really... <laughs> Robert doesn't uh, that spend much too much it. time on social media. <laughs> I mean, oh, you nerd. You can find me on Facebook with normal with normal stuff if you're really, if you're if you're of a mind. Yeah. You I'm heard on, him. I, I, I posted a lot of boring stuff on software development if you're interested in that. Uh, <laughs> on on Twitter, rssanders3. All right. So there you go. If you want, go ahead. Sweet. Well, um, next episode will be taking place next year. Uh, uh, in uh, early January, so please stay tuned for that because uh, we can't wait to provide you some awesome geek content next year. Now, uh, we're going to give you... uh, No more this year? What's that? No more this year? No more this year. No, we're only going to do... We're going to wait because, you know, we only do this bi-weekly. So the next time you hear from us, it's not going to be until the first week of January. So, and that's going to be, of course, next year. So, uh, guys, what do you say? Shall we? I think we shall. All right, Let's here we go. <laughs> Same geek time. <laughs> oh my god. Same, Same geek channel. We really should have rehearsed. <laughs> that was so terrible, but we're going to keep it. All right, everybody, take We'll do care. it live. We'll do it live. Have an amazing Christmas uh, and and uh, and happy holidays and a happy new year.